Hello. 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 Scallywags on the internet! Welcome aboard a brand new Nitwick episode. Today's quest, now that's what I call swimming in the deep end. Today we dive into the realm of the water levels, the dark and at times cursed isle of the aquatic themed mechanics and aesthetics. My name is Andrew Fasciano with a pirate name of some kind. And fun fact, if I went to the beach, I would bring a robe because it's basically a towel that you get to wear and it's really fun to have that. Yeah, but what would you most likely be doing at the beach? Just wearing the robe? Wearing a robe! I'd be wearing my robe all day and I'd just kind of be like hanging out by the water, treating it like my own little personal pond, except it's really big. I'd probably be sipping some coffee and judging birds really harshly. That's right. Fuck you, birds. You can fly, but you choose to walk. Okay, so I'm guessing you. I'm guessing you're the beach king then. Uh, I'm the beach wizard. I'm the beach wizard. Uh, That's right. I remember his goofy hat with the antenna. Mm-hmm. He's getting cell phone reception on the beach. Oh, clever. You never it's get true, that. That's yeah, true. Clever. I will have amazing reception. No one will stop me. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll go, hi, I'm Adam. And when I'm at the beach, you can usually find me playing in the ocean. Because if I go to the beach, I'm going in the ocean. I ain't got time for just hanging out in the... I ain't got time for just hanging out in the beach. It's time to swim. Everyone shows up. Everyone's like, Oh, hey, Adam, how you doing? Too late. Gotta go. Gotta get in the water. Bye. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, of course, last time we went to the beach, it was very cold. Yeah. It was very cold. It's always very cold in Half Moon Bay. Always. Yeah. It always sounds so fun to go in there, and then when you go in the water, it's like, Ah, oh, fuck, why? Why'd I do that? But it is refreshing. Just like in real life, water sounds great <laughs> until you read into it. <laughs> But yeah, so I I don't go into that water because I know it's freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, but who are you, and what would you do at the beach? I am yeah, the mysterious stranger Zach. Oh. Ah, and what I am most likely doing at the beach is burning the back of my legs. That's true. We have it on recorded record that uh that you are known to do that. Yes, I am known. I am known to lay down flat, relax forget it, mm-hmm. and then not reapply sunscreen to the back of my legs. And then, oh, oh there they are, red. Mm-hmm. How many times have you done that now? Twice. Tw- mm. Oh, jeez. But that was in, like, two successive months. So, you know, yeah. on average, he, he's he's uh, he's in a lot of pain most of the time. He's in a lot of pain. My life is pain. I, oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry Good your life is pain. Good thing we're still an inspirational <laughs> podcast. Otherwise, that would be really depressing. Hashtag inspiring. Zach, I'm sorry you're always in pain, but... <laughs> How was you, how was your week? Were you in pain your week, or you know, are, are things going slightly better? Are you know, going slightly better for you. This week has actually been pretty cool. Um, nice. I haven't played nice. a lot of new games, but the games I have uh-huh. been playing have been pretty cool. Uh, I've you know I've been playing a lot of Overwatch as usual. I've been playing. I played a little bit more Trails in the Sky, and I'm really happy that I got to do that. Um, and then otherwise, I'd, I've been doing a lot of role playing game stuff. Like last night. Yeah. No. Yes. Last night. Uh, last night I ran, or yesterday. Uh, I ran uh, Dungeons and Dragons for some friends of mine. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they ran through the sewers, and one of the party members almost died to some. Ooh, oh no! Ew, Who almost gross. died? Who almost um, died? Hector Sunheart, Paladin of the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. 
So I, I was going to ask, uh, now, quickly, quick update. What is going on with the Cryptids D&D session? Oh, that? Um, so, and don't tell me that fell through. No, no, it didn't fall through. Um, they ran into a guy who... Always good. ...who secretly was an alchemist. And mm. then he... Damn. They, the thing is, is that he also makes really good beer. So, so oh, that's always good. They recruited him for that, but as stipulation, they said, could you help me find my sister? Which they did. It turns out she's a witch. Mm-hmm. And the the mob the the like the party has just come to the realization sort of the actualization that like shit's fucking weird here buddy <gasps> like things things going off the deep end out here man that's where they are right uh, cuz we're talking about water yeah. 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 pun yeah. count at 1 pun count at 1 took us a while to get that one too i was expecting it much sooner yeah you think hmm? we, we've matured saying? and we don't use puns so willy-nilly yeah, they have true, to flow with it. Oh, flow with it. I don't know. Uh, uh, well, cool. Uh, that one's still going. That's the two. It, it's okay, Drew. <laughs> I'm writing them down. You don't have to put them in Discord. I just, I'm, I've been tattooing them to my skin. I want to remember these each and every pun that I, that I oh, say. Oh no, Adam, that's very noisy. You can't do that. Can't do that. It's gonna come on over the mics. It's gonna. Oh God, you did it, didn't you? Ow, it hurts so much. Oh, well, you know, Adam. <laughs> wow, Zach was actually loud enough that he, like, super drowned you out that I couldn't hear you. Oh, I super I know, did. I know. It's weird because you're the one getting the tattoo, but the sound is coming from Zach. So Zach is the tattoo artist, is what's happening. Oh, He's yeah, no. Zach. Oh, shit. Sorry sorry about that, man. Sorry about that, dude. Okay. Uh, ah, damn. Adam, ah, like, all right, Adam. Well, does, does it look good, bit. though? All right, next, next round. Ouch. Ah, ah. Adam, don't be a little baby. You can't move okay? like that, Take your man. tattoo you like move. a man. Like you can't... This is really pushing the narrative that we're all in the same room. <laughs> see, I'm just watching and observing. Uh, this is I'm, I'm judging to see if you're going to pass right. your tattoo test, Zach. And right now you're doing a bang-up job. All right, is it almost done? We got to get going. Shut yeah, up yeah. Uh, and let him one, finish. One last, one last bit. Okay. Uh, oh, all right. All right. Yeah, Beautiful we're flamingo. That took a lot for two. I think we're going to cool it, or maybe we'll just wait till the very end where we'll I'll get all the tattoos. Does, does cool it count? No, I don't, okay. I don't, no, 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 no. We're better than that. We're better than that. So after, so before I decided to get all these tattoos, uh, Zach, yep. were you done with your week? Uh, yeah, no, I'm done with my week. How was your well, week, before, Adam? Hmm? Well, before I got these tattoos, I was having a pretty great week. Uh, I think it's been a while since we recorded an episode. Oh, are you growing? I'm trying to think. A proper one. A proper one. Uh, we uh, the three of us all went to the beach, and that's what gave us. That's what's going to give us firsthand experience for water and stuff. So that was fun. Uh, oh, been playing more Overwatch. Um, I- I've been kind of busy at work, so I haven't been able to play as many games. I'm still slowly but surely plunking away at uh, Persona Five. Uh, I need like I have a possible vacation coming up, so maybe I'll play a bunch of that at once. Wait, wait. Nice. Um, update. Where, where are you? Where are you in Persona Five now? Oh man, I actually lost a bunch of progress because I died and hadn't saved in a while. Ooh. Oh shit! So I want to take a quick tangent. Um, I know that there's a lot of people like, oh, modern gamers are being babied and stuff like that. But no, the idea of an autosave is still great, and I love it. And a game that doesn't have that, I shake my fist. Um, but it was nothing. It was nothing horrible. Um, yeah, the game I was just kind of totally goofing off of one of the dungeons and died. Is like, oh, all right. So it's not like you lost like an entire story of progress, right? Like, no, not not a whole bunch. Okay. It was just that 
It was like, I think it was some part of the Mementos dungeon that was like, had been super annoying. Oh. So uh, that part got reset. I was like, all right, I'll just come back later. Um, besides that, uh, I went to a, we all three of us, we all went to a Zelda symphony. Right. That was super yes. Cool. We were all classy gentlemen. Yeah. That um, fancy glasses. So I guess we can all give a quick little up- update on that. Uh, we went to the Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddess uh show and that was fantastic i had a lot of fun yeah it was great um we had one friend like we had one friend who didn't have a ticket so you got a ticket down in the, like the booths at the bottom which yeah let's to give some backstory on this uh a friend of ours bought like a bunch of tickets all at once and i kind of jumped in late at this and was like hey do you guys have an extra ticket and he said sure i've got an extra one and like yes everything is working out so, it's the day of the concert, it's maybe two hours before the show, and he shows up and says, Hey guys, I just found out, I actually have, there's six of us, but I only have five tickets. And we're like, what? What do you mean you have five tickets? See, like, yeah. the thing is, it wasn't even that he knew beforehand, he literally pulled it out and was like, Oh, there's only five here. <laughs> Crap. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, I like, thought he'd only... No, it was, he found out the second he got to our apartment. He was just like, oh, guys, whoops-a-doodle. Oh, but fortunately for us and for him, uh, we were, he was able to get one in the restricted viewing section, which turned out to be really good because during the show, you could kind of watch it, kind of watch him scooch his way up to like a really good viewing angle. Yeah. It was very funny to watch him scooch over like that. The other thing is that he, like, we were also waving at him while we were waiting for the show to start and he apparently didn't notice this till the first intermission. I was. What were you gonna say, Drew? I was just gonna say, like, ultimately, he probably had a uh, a better, not maybe not a better view, but like he probably heard the entire orchestra better because he was so much closer to it. They gave him mm, a spot yeah. like behind the main scene, so you could hear everything, which is why you're there. Mm-hmm. We got to see all the trailers for video games uh, along the music, which was kind of cool, uh, mm-hmm. and hear little funny notes from the creators for some reason. That was that was fun. Yeah. It must have been weird. It must have been weird sitting behind the screen, not being able to see the <coughs> translation. Because I know that man does not speak Japanese. He does not. Um, but yeah, it, w- it was fantastic. They have another one, uh, another show in December, and I'm sorely tempted to go again in December. Well, um, uh, so a couple should things. do it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm one, thinking I might. One thing I want to note about that concert is that we were up in like one of the balcony seats, and it was a mm-hmm. really nice view. But I have a mild fear of heights. So oh yeah, I got I got over my seat thinking like, am I gonna fall off this? Um, I have a I have a very kind of similar fear there. Uh, it always kind of takes me a second. This happens when we when we go to hockey games or stuff like that where being super up, like, oh man, I'm super uncomfortable being up here, even though I know I'm in like a a seat. It's like, oh man, something's just gonna fall. It's gonna be terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just knowing. But, it's just knowing that there's like a thin layer of concrete and metal between you and a horrible doom. But you know, it's been lasting for so long. Am. Yeah. So the last thing I think I want to mention is what we did afterwards. Man, <laughs> I don't know if that gets too personal of like the the just the hangout session afterwards. Well, more like the funny reason why we were hanging out afterwards. All right. Well, I, you're gonna have to remind me. What was the funny reason? Just that we were going... Car garage. Was it because we were going through your dating profile and no, just, like, looking no, through it? No, no, that's not what it was. Oh, we we it were was stuck in the parking lot and couldn't leave because so many people were leaving. Yeah. So we ended up just bouncing and going to a bar and playing cards for an hour. Yeah. It was great. No, the best part was that while we were trying to leave and still sitting in the car, 
uh drew was in one car and then me adam and another friend of ours was in another was in my car and all three of us were just like announcing and doing like sports casting of <laughs> drew trying to leave and get into the line and getting out of the parking lot i remember yeah. <laughs> like because we thought like oh certainly it won't be that hard to get out of this parking structure but we were stuck in there a good while yeah oh yeah uh, to the point like drew said we just kind of said you know what Let's just go downtown. We're already here. Let's go to a bar. And it was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, that that's my week. Uh, Drew, did you have a week? I, I did. I breathed and lived in everything. I, Whoa! Yeah, oh. I, that's pretty uh, rad. In the realm of games, you know, playing some more Hollow Knight. There's apparently some DLC that popped up that I'm getting ready to get. It's, uh, it's free, so it's just kind of sitting there on my computer. Mm. Um... I pre-ordered and I'm eagerly awaiting the release of Hellblade Sensua's Sacrifice. I'm not saying the name right. I know I'm not, but it is by uh, Ninja Theory and mm-hmm. they are the folks that did the Devil May Cry reboot and Heavenly Sword and really just like need a win um, because they always do really good work and I'm really excited for this game. It's all about this like Celtic person whose family was destroyed by Vikings and is going through post-traumatic stress disorder and it's just really weird mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to go pick it up. I've been checking out the trailers and like stalking them on Twitter, just being like, come on, just drop it already. Give it to me. Do it. Just release the game. Release the game. Re- <laughs> release the game. Release the games. Well, there are demons in it, so I could say release the demons, but I won't. I won't. You just um, did. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. Great, Drew. Now the demons are released. Go ah, put, fuck. Now we're going to have to go put them back. God, I'm not. You didn't pay me to wrangle demons. Ah, well, demon you didn't pay me could to be wrangle demons, itself. okay? Oh, man. Uh, this is turning into a debacle. I, uh, you know, I went to the symphony with you guys. That was a ton of fun. I, uh... I uh, spent the rest of my weekend hunting down new roommates, uh, so a lot of just, right. oh my goodness, back and forth, talking to all sorts of people. They're all very nice. Uh, picking one is going to be terrifying. Um, Did you but, ask them if they enjoy ham? And if they do, they have to get, get out of here. Uh, no, I didn't. I forgot what? that one. Shoot. I should have asked them that important question about ham. Or do, do you want to give some context to that story, Drew? <laughs> uh, I will give some context. So when I was looking for apartments, I ran into someone who I didn't hear from for a while. They had listed their apartment as being in a different city than it actually was. And when I finally got a hold of them, they said that I was not allowed to eat pork uh, because he didn't like the way it smelled. Um... He did not want me texting him because he thought that was a filthy habit millennials have and he doesn't want anything to do with it. And he needed a decision made uh, in the next day or so, having me never actually seen the place. So I told him no. Uh, I enjoy the occasional pork sandwich of some kind or pulled pork. And as a result, I've never seen the man again and I'm so sad about it. But... As far as my quest, it's going. We'll find someone. I can feel it. Mm. I mean, you have a bunch of good candidates. Yeah, we do. We got a bunch mm. of good candidates. And uh, last but not least, I finally placed an order for a new bike. The one that was stolen will now be replaced by super Yay! cool, yeah. super cool little blue one that I saw that I really want. And and that's all I've got. Is it the German or the Italian one? It is the Italian one. I was sitting and thinking about it, and it is a legitimately better investment. It has nothing to do with the fact that I have Italian pride. Nothing to do with that, but it is a nice perk. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to get it. 
Uh, on that note, yay! I think you know what's also blue. Blue? What's blue, Adam? Is it you? why a large body of water is often blue? Uh, you know, a large body of water seems like a wonderful to- uh, place. This transition is killing me. Ahmed, it was going to work. Uh, you you ruined it, Zach. Ah! Yeah, Zach, you gotta learn patience, my friend. You gotta learn patience. Fine, but no. You know what also has patience? Um, the ebb and flow of water, water on the beach. What? What? A, a, a hospital, a, like a water hospital with water. What? Is, a boat. What is a water hospital? Yeah, what's a water hospital? It's a hospital. It's it's a hospital on a boat. Isn't All that right. just a boat? We're talking about water levels. That's what we're doing. That's okay. what we're trying. We to did do. it. We made it. All right. All right. Note to self: work on transitions. Yeah. Yes, Oof. indeed. Writing that one down. We did it. Okay, okay, you can do that. Um, all right. So then, water levels, beautiful oh, uh, things. Uh, yeah. Small check-in. Um, pun count two. Groovy. All right. So we have a list of questions regarding water levels, and we are just going to dive right into it. Yeah. Hey, up, up to three. That's right. Uh, and our first one comes from Mr. Adam, and it asks, "Do you like water levels?" Which is a wonderful question. Thank you for it, Adam. Would you like to answer that question first? Sure. Uh, I love water levels. I think they are absolutely fantastic. Um, I don't know why. I, I, I think just because I've always liked being around the water. I've, I enjoy swimming a lot. I enjoy being at the beach. But I, anytime I've played a game and there is a water level, I've generally really liked it. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's like I've always liked them. I think they, they offer some cool mechanics and there's... Uh, there's some cool stuff you can do with them. I think mostly my love of water levels is an aesthetic thing. I really just mm. like, like, you know, large bodies of water or like the cool little water caverns you get to explore in some games or yeah. or being like, this level takes place on the beach. And like, yeah, I love being on the beach. Yeah. So I, I really like water levels a lot. Yeah. Well, that's 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 a very optimistic look at water levels. Adam. Yeah. Adam, I'm, I'm glad that you're such a supporter of aquatic the- themes. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I feel similarly to Adam. Um, like, I like it when a when the setting has a lake in the background, or like your character can like do a bit of swimming, or or like you get a cool little river running through, and even oh, yeah. the open ocean oh, yeah. is a really cool factor as well. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's just it's it's a cool aesthetic thing. Um, on the flip side, the mechanics of water levels can often be big old like fun times. Yeah. Admittedly, they can, some they can be a pile of messiness. Yeah. They can be a pile of messiness. This is yeah, this so... is a weird thing. When I was thinking, like, oh, do I like water? I was like, yes, I love the way they look. And then it's like, do you want to do a water related puzzle? I'm like, uh, no. not really. So I, I, I can't it just look nice? So I, I mean, we're always refer- basically this is always just a reference back to the Legend of Zelda Water Temple because my interactions with water in games past this point, and I don't have a lot of experience with water level specifics, or at least I can't think of any at the time, but like. Messing with water stuff otherwise is fairly simple. They usually like reel back on the complexity of of mm. water related things in in a lot of games that I've noticed. And I, that might just be how infamous the water temple is in Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. But yeah, I, I, it, yeah. Like, That's actually where because I would play Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time with uh, with one of my friends Amir, and like at some point we got to the water temple and that's when we for whatever i guess just that that level we just stopped playing it and i always wanted to continue but i think he just like really frustrated him because he was the one who had to do more of the brunt of the work since he owned the cartridge and so he was always trying to be like okay no let's do something that isn't a frustrating mess for me 
So we played a lot more Star Wars for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. so I guess my experience is is a bit uh, covered by the fact that I watched my brother play through the Water Temple the first time, mm. and so I watched him figure out the puzzle. And then when I went to go do it, he was sitting next to me, and he was like, "Oh, this is what you're supposed to do next." And I was like, "Oh, okay, thanks." It made it a lot easier. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it's always interesting to me that like. Um, and a lot of the people I've talked to, whenever they talk about water levels, everybody seems to go back to the Ocarina of Time water temple. It's the most infamous one. Like, I, I, it's most infamous, and I don't see a lot of, like, water-specific levels in games. Like, like oh, man. elemental thematic-based... Really? <laughs> okay. Legend of Zelda has water temples and water dungeons all the time. And, like, there was even the fish level earlier in, in Ocarina. But, like, mm. I don't That's come across... That's a Jibu Jibu's belly. Yeah, Jibu Jibu. Although that was, that was less water more fish i don't know for for me i i have a mixed like with me it's mixed i i like you love the aesthetic you know it's water is life water is beautiful um but uh as someone who grew up with sonic games water kills you so that's how (laughs) so that has colored my world a little bit like being in water too long and having an annoying timer going off because you're running out of air uh, the whole running out of oxygen thing is actually like a terrifying fear of mine, which yeah, pops up I, all the oh, time man. with water levels and like so, you know, water themed anything. Yeah, so I so, I have I have a similar dies on contact with water experience, and that's that's with like a lot of the Halo games did that, and then I think all of them actually did that. Stupid. Well, heavy. you just like touch water and like yeah. blow up. Yeah, if you touch water, you just fall straight down and die. But uh. Yeah. And like the game Grand Theft Auto games, some of the earlier ones, you would like fall into water. Oh man, die. that's weird. I, I thought they I like first ran into that with uh, Red Dead Redemption, where there's a huge river, the Rio Grande, like runs through, and if John Marston so much as goes like bu- up, like above knee level water, dead. It's like, but he's not drowning. He's fine. Yeah, no. It's like no, he's dead. Yeah. Again, Sonic levels, same shits. Same shits. You can die well, beneath a no, foot of water for no, some reason. No, Drew. Grand Theft Auto 3 is probably one of the most hilarious experiences I had with water and immediate death. You can drive mm-hmm. boats. I believe you can drive boats around in, in Grand Theft Auto 3. But sure if can. you so much as touch water, you are dead. Like, like if, if you put, if you tip your tippy, you, you tip a little bit of your big toe in, you're dead. The, the water is lava is what you're saying. The water is very lava. I was going to say, for for drew's thing about sonic I, I think the worst thing about sonic is you know you're underwater it's already kind of tense you try to navigate these and often the water levels in those in sonic games are like big maze like things but it's the damn oh, music that's like they crank up the fear so yeah. hard so damn hard <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean on the other hand i played I played a lot of ones that I liked. Uh, there was Rayman, yeah. another mascot platformer. It, with that one, you get stuck in a swamp, and so you go jet skiing for some mm-hmm. reason. That's, and that was hey, fun. you know what? Jet skiing's fun. Yeah. yeah. When mm-hmm. when I was looking up stuff for this podcast about like just water levels and stuff, I remember seeing a lot of Rayman Legends stuff. Do, do they have a lot of water levels? or You know, they have it... some really good ones, actually. Um, I was talking about the, the, uh, the 3D one they did for the Dreamcast, because I was a Dreamcast boy. Um, mm-hmm. but as far as the 2D stuff, uh, that came later, ironically enough, uh, they have, they get really creative. They have these beautiful creature designs, like lots of really interesting crabs and like weird, like dark light puzzles. Uh, pirates play a weirdly large role in the Rayman franchise. So they pop a little bit back up and there's all these nice airships. 
Again, though, that's more aesthetic mm. than it is really <laughs> design. You know, like like Rayman is very good for like you know getting you to like like this really weird fantasy world, and maybe that's where water levels tend to like you know plume up a little bit more when it's just like, man, look at what you could do. Look at the majesty of this big blue wet thing. Yeah, I think it's a matter of of your. Did pers- you- Hold up, Drew. Did you pull that from Muppet Treasure Island? I sh- I sure did. That is my I'm sick. I watch this movie. Movie. I love Muppet uh, Treasure really? Island. Like, so good. That movie. Ke- all right. In all seriousness, that movie head keeps popping up recently in my life. It's like, <laughs> really? Wait. What's the universe trying to tell me? Wait a second. You it's just the, you should watch it, Adam. You just had the Muppet Treasure Island movie on hand, and then every time you're like, "Man, I'm feeling really sick today. I can't go into work. Well, it's time to watch the Muppets." It not on hand, but like via netflix or some streaming service like if i'm feeling down and sick and like just want to chill out with something funny like that is a like for whatever reason it hits me really well that is muppets are mm. freaking funny no matter how old you are yeah that is is admittedly better than my strategy (laughs) i don't know i i I remember watching it a whole bunch when i was a kid I, i haven't watched it since but for whatever reason i just remember like certain parts of that movie very clearly like the yeah, big blue I, I I don't think I don't believe I've ever seen it. I might have. I oh might've. man, Put guess what we're list. adding to our movie oh, watch list. God. Okay. Movie watch oh, it's list. It's getting added. <laughs> Get ready for that review, kids. It's gonna be fun. That's gonna be an actually good movie. <laughs> My review is already it's great. Watch it right now. Like there there's no mystery. Yeah. There's no mystery. Uh, but we should get back to water levels, maybe. Um, I think we were talking about our, our favorite ones. The, I think that our is favorite our favorite water-themed question. levels and stuff. What's uh, one of your favorite water-themed levels? Are there whole games revolving around water? Huh. And which which example did you give, Drew? You gave the uh, the Rayman ones? Those are the ones I gave earlier. But, like, when you talk oh. about my favorite, um, I'm gonna... I'm, I have to say, uh, when you remove the ability to die from oxygen deprivation... They become mm-hmm. very fun. Uh, if you're playing Metroid Prime like I do, they have this really pretty, serene underwater section where you get this suit that lets you breathe underwater and like there's no weird gravity. Uh, that sticks out a lot for me. It's uh, it's very moody. It's very atmospheric. Um, Which one's that? Uh, oh, is that the crashed ship? Yeah, the crashed ship. You know? Oh it, yeah. Like mm-hmm. there are there are a few pirates floating around. It's like this derelict thing. There's all this nice algae pluming up everywhere. It's and again, it's it's aesthetic. They actually get a lot of nice mechanic in it as well, because you can kind of hover a little bit more than you can hmm. in the main game, or mm-hmm. at all. Um, you know, it's it's just it's a really nice use of that kind of environment. Like, there's lots of great lighting. It's it's something I've actually not seen replicated in games since. Like, I can yeah. only get that kind of weird, futuristic. Everything sort of like. Well, actually, I take that back. Soma's pretty good, but I, I want to talk about that a little later. I'm going to yeah. put that up well, as my favorite water-themed one. Um, mm-hmm. I will well, say... I was going to say, like... Oh, go ahead. Uh, future underwater stuff really isn't done that much. And I think, like, that level was really cool because, like, most of the times it's like, oh, it's a crashed ship, and, you know, it usually be on fire, or maybe you're, like, exploring it while it's still floating in space. But this one was really cool just to be, like, swimming through it. Yeah, like... it. Like, there was no, it wasn't much of a challenge, but it was just so kind of cool and serene to be walking through this. Again, like, creatures had died on it, but life was kind of coming back to it. And you could really feel that while you were inside of it and trying to work your way through. It was just like this super mm-hmm. cool part of the game. Hmm. Eh, I don't know. That and Wind Waker is pretty freaking dope. So The know. whole of Wind Waker, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, <of> man. Wind Waker. <laughs> I, I, 
I'm debating whether Wind Waker counts as just like a whole level of like that whole game revolves around water. It yeah. does. Like the Great Sea <sighs> is so much like a component of that game. Uh, what's what's wrong? What's what's these deep sighs, Zach? Oh, I want to play Waker. Oh, Zach, you should. Looks play like Wind you're gonna Waker. have to get a Wii U. But I don't want to buy a Wii U. Then buy a Wii. Or a GameCube. Yeah, buy a GameCube. Can you still buy the GameCube version? Amazon is a thing. I'd assume so. But yeah. But like getting back to it is like the Great Sea and the Wind Waker is such a big component that I remember like just sailing around to all the little individual islands in Wind Waker. And it was always really cool to find each little thing. Mm. Oddly enough, you can't swim that much in that game. For a game that has a giant ocean, uh, the link in that game is a terrible swimmer. Yeah. I think I it's mean, because he can swim, but he, he, he can't will swim drown for very, very long. Quickly. And I think it's because he's got his boat. I think that's why it's not as bad. Well, mechanically, I think it's because they don't want they want you to use the boat and swim everywhere. But it's, just, it's funny to me that it's like all the other Zeldas uh, are sorry, pff, all the others, all the other Links they can swim for however long they want. This Link it gets tired and tuckered out. But then again, he is on the ocean, so maybe that makes sense. I actually really like the fact that you don't have infinite swimming in that game. I think it makes the idea of the great ominous sea a little bit more sellable. Like, like I, you are in your boat, you're having a ton of fun, but like, you are very vulnerable. Like, if you get hit by a bomb or something, then like, you know, you're it, it suddenly oh, becomes a bit terrifying. Did you ever get knocked out of your boat by a shark and then like, s- like just swim around the boat? Like, please let me get back in. Oh my god! Please I'm let so me get glad back I'm not in. the only person that happened to. That was the most terrifying the cr- goddamn thing in the game. Like, I think that thing scared me more than, like, the Sonic stuff, because it's, like, you can hear him visibly, like, gasping for air. He's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. And he, like, you, he can't get back in the boat. Yeah, and he's cute little Tiny Link, but Tiny Link is drowning to death. Yes, Adam. Oh, yeah. That is, that is the worst. <laughs> uh, but yeah. that, that's, that's my favorite stuff, water-related. Uh, what about y'all? What about y'all? Um, yeah, I don't... I, I've got like the water. I play games back on. entirely devoid of water. So, um, <laughs> not a single puddle have I seen rendered in 3D. I just, I have played a lot of games that have water included in them. I, like, again, mm-hmm. I tend to play these more open world style games, like, say, like your, your BioWare game, uh, all of their RPGs, or say, like Skyrim or things like that. Um, and in those games, water tends to be a feature, and they always like hover between being something that like they, they always like they're just like straddling the border of is the water the aesthetic choice and which basically not going to affect mechanics much or is it the or, or like you have like peripheral mechanics that barely matters with or is it like fishing. water is an important thing you have to deal with there is fishing thank you for reminding me of that and near automata came with the fishing uh, yes, fishing, oh chiefest and greatest of all mini games. Just so that everyone on this praise podcast me, knows, um, I streamed Nier Automata when I first got it for my friends, and the very first thing I did, and I did this for like two hours, was I just, I used my pod and I went fishing for two straight hours in that game. <laughs> um, and that's all Jesus. I did on my podcast, and I literally changed the name, like I changed the, the title for the podcast, not, not podcast, but the stream, to be, um, uh, Big Bass Fishing Corner, or something like that. Oh, man. <laughs> man, Big Bass Fishing was such a great game. Oh, <laughs> You played so it. Good. I never got a chance to play that thing. I never did either. 
I just, my buddy uh, Andy had a Dreamcast and had the like fishing rod controller peripheral that came with it. Oh my god! And we what? spent like an afternoon playing that game, and it got to the point where we were getting so into it that we were like yanking the controller around. And I remember at one point we accidentally unplugged the controller while we were fishing and lost like the so, big fish. It was like, oh this is the goodness. worst. So it was legitimately crazy. fun though. It was an actually fun game. Is what you're saying. Oh, I loved it. It was so good. Big bass fishing oh. is unironically great. Motion controls have failed us that there's not a new big bass fishing. Uh. Oh my god. Yeah, like, what? I, I Whoa. knew it was there, but I thought it was a good game. Was there never a fishing game for the Wii? Oh, there must uh, have been. There had if to you been. don't count the mini game in Twilight Princess with the fishing hole in Twilight Princess, then I don't know. They didn't like release like... a big bass fishing game for the Wii? This is a misfortune like opportunity. Yeah. I was trying to think, Zach. We had mentioned one like water themed like game you must have played. You played Bioshock, yeah? I did play Bioshock, as did the rest of you, and I really enjoyed the game. Um, it, I, I don't know, like when I think of water levels, I tend to think of mechanics, but yes, obviously Bioshock, lots of water everywhere. Man, it's almost like that entire game takes place underwater. Uh, you yeah. ever get that sinking feeling? I know. And then the, sw- uh, the- I do have to feeling. I do have to admit the swimming scene at the beginning is a really cool feature of the game until you notice that it is fish swimming like every other first person RPG swimming. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean that that opening sequence in BioShock uh is fantastic up until the point where you start goofing off around and like swim to the borders and stuff is like Oh, yeah, swim to I'm the just board. kind of swimming. I'm like swimming face first, and it's fire, and it's doing not a, a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah, you can break that early se- sequence really easily. I think breaking um, a game intentionally versus like like when I first played it, I was just like lighthouse, yes, let's go. And like you know, I had fun, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it. Bioshock is such a good like game. I love it. So it much. is, a and, like it really uses its water well. Like it's weird because it's not necessarily a water level. But because you're underwater, it is... Well, I guess... Okay. Like, the water, for you. the water is kind of like an ever-present danger in the game, essentially. It's, more, yeah. it's presented as a force rather than as, like, a mechanic or a thing. Like, it's yeah. it's there and it will... It's there and it is kind of eating the city while you're going through it. Like Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, part of our question was, like, you know, favorite water-themed or whole games that revolve around water. Would you? Would it be a water themed level or zone or is bioshock really no that whole thing revolves around water and i feel like it kind of revolves all around water hmm. because of how present it is is in the throughout the entire game yeah yeah water I'll is that. i'll give that yeah water is a major theme of that game um, just because of its ever i actually think did either of you guys play bioshock 2 at all uh very little i am actually playing through it right now um, oh you are oh yeah yeah. Well then, tell us all about the Bioshock 2. Please, I have my notes. I will tell you that it is, so far, kind of oh, fun to so be a far. big daddy. Uh, oh, really. Oh, oh, yes indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that there are some new bits to it that I don't really think are... The first game felt very explory. It felt very much you against the world. Here, mm-hmm. you're kind of a caregiver to little sisters at some point. You need to like lay traps and protect them while they get at them. And it it feels like you're they're trying to give you more power and feel like a more powerful thing. And I feel like as a result, it it takes away from as intense as the for, as the game was in the first place. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of really cool ideas. Um, 
they kind of do an inversion of the Andrew Ryan thing, new character. Um, it it's oh right, I com- I heard about that. I, I read it. I watched a review. Yeah, it's it's like um, it's a good companion game, and it's got a yeah. lot of good stuff in it. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not done with it. I'm not done with it. I'm still I'm still exploring. I was gonna say because like you know, uh, Bioshock One's very water centric. Like like I said, there's it's kind of everywhere. But Bioshock Two, have you gotten to do any of the outside the city section yeah yet? a little bit yes mm. where you actually get to kind of swim around those were like super neat and i thought really dr- drove home like hey rapture's like underwater still remember that and it's like because you... that th- there are sections where uh you as the big daddy go into like just like walk outside the city or like the whole zone you're in is flooded and you just kind of go i'm guess i'm walking on the seafloor now mm-hmm. um and they're really cool zones i like them a lot they don't you don't really get to do much in them, but they are neat. Huh. Again, it's it's adding to the aesthetic. It's adding to the aesthetic, which is cool. It's a good thing to do. You got you got to live with that. You gotta gotta play it up. Yeah, you gotta live with it. You gotta breathe it. Um, now, now Adam, you you, mm. tell us of your favorite thing. So favorite water levels. Uh, so I have a list here, but I have a feeling we're gonna talk about the a lot of them later in the mechanic stuff. So I'll use this opportunity to talk about just some lesser known ones. Uh. Did either of you guys play Kirby 64? I did at a McDonald's. What? Was, <laughs> what? Why were there you was playing? a McDonald's. Uh, there was a McDonald's off of El, uh, off of El Camino that had little N64 set up, and you could go in and play them after you were done with your Happy Meal. Because this is America, and right. that's just how we do. Oh my God, I remember those, and it was like right? it was like the ball. It, it was at the same one with the ball pit, right? I think mm. so. Yeah, I, I just I, I just a... went and I always played Kirby because I thought it was super cool. Wow, wow um, it's why go. I wanted to go to McDonald's, which was terrifying when I think about it. But yeah, <laughs> they hooked you, son. Uh, well, the reason I bring it up is because uh, Kirby sixty four was this really fun game on the Dur N sixty four, and to this day, it's still one of my favorite Kirby games. And it at there's a I think level three is called the Aqua Star, and it's a collection of five like smaller levels all themed around water and to this day it's still one of my favorite zones to go through just because it hits so many different like little like it's really cool because if you feel like you're kind of walking down to the down to the beach in one level then you're exploring this underwater cavern or uh now you're on the bottom of the ocean floor and it's just so cool and it looks great it's very cute kind of thing um I don't know. The Aquastar always stood out to me as a really fun level in that game. Huh. And I think it might still be one of my favorite, like, water-themed areas. Do you, do you think it's on the... Because at some point I need to pick up a Switch. So do you think it's on the Nintendo Store? Because I know Kirby 64 was a pretty well-received... You know. It might be. If it's not, that's a big missed opportunity. Um, well... I Man, I, I wish they'd go back to that. Uh, I hope it is. Um, I'm trying to think. The other water-centric game... That's not necessarily, it's not like all about water, but like Final Fantasy X has a water motif around it the whole time. It does. You know, it does. It really does. And I, I really like that just because, you know, like uh, the, the city of Xanarkin's all about like water kind of flowing here and there. Like, you know, there's Blitzball. Uh, you start the game on like, a bunch of islands and stuff like that. So there's a very big water centric uh, theme to uh, FF10. That I really liked. I think that's kind of why it might be one of my favorites. It's like, man, it looks so gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it is a very, it's a very wet looking game. 
but in a good way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I, I use that word. Yeah, I don't know. If I, I don't know. I don't know the way to say it. Like I know there's a nicer way to Jar, say it. Are you it, saying? But... Like all I could think is that this game is now making you wet, which really I don't want to be thinking about. You know, that's not remotely. It, it looks what like somebody I said, but I can see how you thought that. Yeah. I just mean aesthetically. It's there's like a someone lot took a dampness. game and threw it in the ocean. <laughs> but yeah, FF10. Um, is there any other? There is one other. Um. I don't know if we if, how we'd bring a mechanic. Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire were really cool. They also had like more than most other. Well, I, did you play Ruby and Sapphire, Zach? No, I did not. I only played Sun and Moon, no. which should have had a larger water theme. It had less of a water theme you might have expected. Oh yeah, Zach. Water themed games. You played Sun and Moon. Those play. are all on water. It's on true. islands. They are all on islands. The the thing is that I had an issue. With, like it's like there's there are so there's a good amount of water like segments, but it just seems to be like. Oh, hey, here's a water segment. Just every mm. once in a while, they spruce it out. Uh, well, to be really quick, Ruby Sapphire was the first Pokemon game that introduced the move Dive. Oh. And it you weren't just surfing on the water. There were parts where you could go underwater, and they were super cool, and I loved them. Oh, that sounds super duper cool. I, I hope... I don't think they brought it back for Sun and Moon, did they? They did not. Damn. Huh. But those they, are some they, of my favorite... No, you know what they did bring back? What they bring back? Giant rocks that you need your shark buddy to go destroy on the water. Oh, oh, goody! Shark buddy. Oh, goody! Yes. Okay. There is a shark Pokemon. It is water dark type. I forget the name. Sharpedo. Sharpedo. Yeah, you get a Sharpedo. You get a Lapras that can swim. Sharpedo is the best name. I yeah. I, I know nothing. It, it I know swims nothing really Pokemon, fast. But that it is does. A sweet it, name. It swims faster than a Lapras. Huh? Just like it it it's, it instantly obsoletes your Lapras in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Wow! Get wrecked. Like, this happens twice. Like, <laughs> there's one other, uh, there's, like, one, like, land mount that just obsoletes another one in Sun and Moon 2. It's just like, why'd you give me this if you're just gonna give me an upgraded version later? I don't I know. I'll I'll beat that game. But, yeah, those are my favorite water-centric themed games and stuff. Well, excellent. Well, that leads us directly into the follow-up. What are some water mechanics that what sorry, what are some water mechanics that you know of that you like, possibly hate? Just examples of um, water stuff. I'm gonna go on a weird tangent with this, and uh both in in a lot of grand strategy games, there are many mechanics revolving around water, usually boats. But uh hmm. like uh taking some of them like you put troops on boats to transport them across water. That's been a, it's a huge theme amongst like every strategy game I've played. Well, that is um, how you're going to get across a large body of water. Yeah, and then I, then I was when just you get, planning on swimming the whole way. Yeah, not the best strategy, but uh, and then there is the sort of grand strategy games where you 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 do do that that you know you put your guys on boats and you get them across the water. Um, but then there's also a lot of trading mechanics that get wrapped up in water. Um, really? Like what? Oh yeah. Like, Civilization for a long time has, has had, uh, like, you create a trade, well, since, like, 5, Civilization 5, I think, introduced this format of as well, is basically you have, like, a trading ship, and then it's stationed in a city, you can send it off to go trade with another city. And so you can create a trade route between yourself and uh, another city by oh, using okay. the boat. Um, and then, like, Universa, um, and, and then, like, when you get into, like, the uh, Europa Universalis games and other games by paradox games uh they have things like trade nodes that exist in certain areas and like one of the ways you can increase your influence in a trade node is get a bunch of ships and go patrol the lane Mm -hmm. um to ward off pirates and it increases your 
your trade power in that particular node um and and so there's just things like that 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 come up a lot of times that like uh trade is a really important aspect of how a lot of strategy games use and utilize water um and then the final one is ship combat to which civilization ship combat is shit um and then oh well that's a shame well it's good if you're playing it against a player the, 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 the ai's combat yeah ship combat boat combat i, I was making a stupid joke Never boat mind. battling um but yeah the ai civilization ai is notoriously bad at using the 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 ship ai mm-hmm. and so the, it's just trivially easy to beat them on water um and then the uh can you think of any time ship combat has done been done effectively in other games maybe um i had a couple examples that i don't just, have a lot of direct experience but yeah you guys should probably come up with better examples because it's like i'm trying to think of like trying to give good ship combat and i'm like i could say age of empires but that was bananas bullshit hmm. well i was gonna say you know because you're saying like i'd actually didn't know that like a lot of these places use like i guess a i guess trade route but like that the ships had their own kind of rules for being a trade route. I was going to say one mechanic that I see a lot that revolves around water is like sailing and stuff. And that kind of tied right, in with yeah. what you were saying, Zach, about like ship combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, you know, of course, I think Drew and I, definitely not Zach, have played Wind Waker and sailing is pretty much all you like all you do in that game. Um, it is a giant component. It's a giant component. That is ridiculous. It has, in terms of its ability to be like, Man, I want to explore the open ocean. Wind Waker's pretty great at that. Just because the ocean feels big, you get to really sail it. Um, in the original game, you also had to control the wind to put the wind in your sail. I think they dropped that. Fe- they dropped that feature for the HD version. Now you just like I don't, I don't steer they, and go. You still use the Wind Waker to direct the wind. I think I don't think that went away. Yeah, there's like a special sail you get that lets you just always move in any direction with max oh, movement i ah. see i see i feel like that's uh, undermining one of the themes of the game well it's also that's exactly kind of what i was huh i can also imagine it, it's kind of an annoyance. adam i i think i think that's a super sale i think it just makes you go faster but I, I don't know i've not played hd just the og yeah i kind of agree with you zach uh where it's like you know you are you're supposed to be conducting the wind and you're supposed to direct the wind the way you want to go at the same time the way you direct the wind is you have to stop pull out the wind waker play a song it goes through a really quick brief cutscene thing you have to pick a direction it plays another really brief cutscene and i could see that getting annoying uh and i could see why they pulled it out i could see that yeah but sailing in that game was always fun um trying to think of other sailing games i know assassin's creed black flag had some really cool sailing stuff i heard about that and i own the game and i've never played it the way they they oh what's up drew sorry no you were talking about black flag i'm gonna let you talk about black flag i just have feelings about black flag oh i'm done you can go oh go for it drew oh i i've seen i had a friend that like showed me a bunch of black flag gameplay one point it was like damn look at the like the sailing looks really cool the ocean looks great um it seemed like black flag, like like sailing and you being a pirate was like a super big part of the game. So it just looked really cool to like be out in the ocean on that one. You know, the one way they really sell it is when you get like a big enough crew and you're like sailing along. They actually like it takes time to go from island to island. So mm-hmm. have your crew 
you sing sea shanties and they have like 20 different sea shanties your crew will start singing just randomly upon your voyage that's pretty cool something about that is so like like it's a weirdly it's a weirdly tiny thing that gets a lot of attention like these Mm. are like full shanties and they're being sung by a whole crew of pirates and they're all it's fun your boat is bobbling up and down uh I think Wind Waker is more personal. It's a bit more cartoony and fun, but you know, Black yeah. Flag for all of its flaws because Assassin's Creed. Now it definitely, I will definitely say, gets that part of it right. Mm-hmm. I will say we we tangented off from Zach talking about ship combat. Uh, Wind Waker does not have great ship combat. It, it it's kind of janky. I can't. I from what I saw, Black Flag looked like it played really competently with ship to ship combat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. But yeah, I, I, I've seen sailing more as an exploration thing, not so much as a... Uh, as a battle-in thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, as a battle thing. Um, Twitch, you also do that with Grand Strategy. You put boats on, yeah. on known areas, and they go find them, figure out what's there. Uh-huh. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I can also imagine sailing as, as like a method of seeing what's out there in the world and going out there and exploring. Uh, seeing... Uh, no, that's that's uh, well done. All right, add it to one more. We're at four. <laughs> what mechanics? We're at four. What mechanics? Um, let's see. One mechanic that I'm really familiar with, and this is mostly because, and I think this is where we'll we'll start bringing in the uh the water temple stuff and all that is oh, no. uh solving puzzles by raising and lowering water levels is a mechanic I see all the time. Oh yeah. Oh and I, I, yeah. I, I think it's because it's it's a very immediate, like, oh, I see what's happening here kind of thing. Because, you know, you put water in, like, oh, everything rises up, and now and you can, like, or you can, there's more water, you can dive further down, or, uh, you know, and lowering and stuff. That's a mechanic I've seen a lot in a lot of the Zelda games. Uh, yeah. And I've seen it a lot in platformers and stuff like that. Oh, you know what? I actually saw that, that mechanic in a one-time instance used in uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, what'd they do? Uh, really? Yeah, um, there was like this village that got flooded, like uh, half a decade to a decade ago, in game. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you need to do, like you have to take a castle because the castle's near the dam. And then if you release the valves on the dam, then it it like lowers the water level on the lake, and now you can go access those areas. Hmm. Um. It, it again, it's a one-time instance. So you, you go there, do it once, you're done. But yeah, yeah. No, it, is, it is one of those like raising or lowering of water levels things. I was going to say, uh, there, there were two examples I can think of for like raising and wa- lowering water levels and stuff like that. It, and one is uh, the water temple, but not the one from Ocarina of Time. It's the one no, from no, Twilight no. Princess. Oh. The Which water temple and Twilight Princess. Because I know I played Twilight Princess, but I have no idea what you're talking about. So that's the one you're on Lake Hylia. You have to get the iron boots of course and you have to sink all the way down and it's the it's kind of like the cavern underneath at the very bottom of lake hylia it's where you get the uh claw shot i remember the boss i remember the boss from yeah a lot i remember that one that's it's like the big fish thing in there yeah Um, big fish thing i think you know of course a lot of people as we always said remember the water temple in ocarina of time uh and it also had a an emphasis on the the concept of that one was it was a singular tower in the center, but you couldn't access every level all at once. So you needed to lower or raise the water to get to access to different levels. 
And then that would make certain areas flooded or cleared up. Yeah. Um, and I remember that being slightly annoying. And there was a... Uh, and I think it was mostly just because it was often not entirely clear of like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. What parts of the dungeon did this actually change? Yeah, there, there was uh, that. That was an issue. The other issue is that uh, in order... Th- there, there were three different levels that the water was at. And mm-hmm. your ability to change each time changed position as well. So like there basically were three different buttons that you would press to change it from one very from one specific position to another specific position. So you you had very little control over like how high or low the water was. And like you had to go like you'd have to go backtrack through the dungeon if you made any sort of mistake to go reopen all the chambers and come back up. And then there was yeah. the issues with um the iron boots because you had the iron boots by that point. I think that was the the item for that dungeon. Um, and so you'd like put the iron boots on it, like there were so many finicky things you had to do where you like put the iron boots on sink to the bottom of the water walk around do a thing you know go back into your inventory take off the boots float back up to the top like there there was a bunch of like micromanagement fiddling around with the inventory and then, yeah a, and then the mechanics of the temple itself like the whole three-tiered water system had to get shifted around a bunch before you know yeah mm-hmm. um the water temple in uh twilight princess i think i enjoyed it a lot more because it wasn't so much about it was about raising and lowering water level but it was also more about like getting water flowing and stuff like that and so you'd need to like raise the water up to certain parts and then it would like spill over and flow down to other things uh it also got around the the iron boots bit because instead of having to go into your inventory you could just equip them onto a single button and press it, and the boots went on, off, on, off. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, in the re-release of Ocarina of Time on the 3DS, they implemented that as well. So it's a little... A little better. Uh, but I, yeah, I just remember the Water Temple and Twilight Princess being just a little bit nicer, even though it was also around the same kind of core concept of there's this singular tower in the middle, and you need to redirect all the water to kind of fill up this inner chamber. Well, does anyone want to take bets on whether or not the design team was the same design team that did the Ocarina one and been like, hey guys, let's do it right this time. <laughs> um, and the other thing about raising, lowering water levels um, is actually kind of, I guess, more tangential. In, in Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, there was a particular level where depending on what year you visited that level, the water would either be lowered or raised and certain oh, areas be accessible or not. So hmm. like, it would be like, hey, this level is a drought. The water's super low. Or at this level, this year, the water's super high. You can't go to these places anymore. Hmm. And it was it was pretty cool. I, it's not something the player can control, but just as a force of nature, it was really neat to see. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it kind of helps you reuse the level, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so another mechanic, I, I just was reminded of another mechanic, and I, I'm trying to think of a game, but I know this mechanic probably exists, is... You guys were talking about the flow and like flow mechanics with water in mm-hmm. Twilight Princess. Like that is another mechanic that I think that I honestly kind of gets underutilized. I don't see it happen super often that like you need to release the water so that it flows so that it does something and then a puzzle is solved. Mm. Um, I have seen I, I occasionally you get the the roller coaster style or log ride style. Let's jump on yeah. a thing and ride down the the waterfall, but. You don't often see a lot of the, uh, the like, you must release, you must unleash the flow. I was going to say, uh, when I was thinking about the water, directing water flow thing, the two examples for me that came up were the, 
you know, of course, the Twilight Princess, Water Temple. Uh, the Bioshock 1 hacking minigame might Oh, oh that the is. The pipe game. The pipe game. How did hacking yeah. get back to water? <laughs> I was just trying to think, like, yeah, I know that's a mechanic they use. None, though, none of them jump out at me immediately so much as, hey, man, get this fluid to this other part so you can hack this turret. Yeah, what? What? I didn't even think of it as fluid. I just thought of it as like ways for electricity to flow or like it, it was so it was a weird one. I saw what they were trying to do, but like Yeah. Hacking was not my favorite part of that game. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. I don't I liked the hacking in that game, but even I'll admit like if you were into it, you you were going to have a rough time. Yeah. yeah. Uh Drew, how about you? What mechanics do you think? Well, I'll tell you, Mr. Adam, Mr. Zach. I uh when it comes to mechanics of the water variety, I, the first thing that pops up is I really want to give some props out to the Mario Sunshine, uh, because that game... Yeah, boy! Oh, wow. Yeah, that game is beautiful. It takes place on a wonderful vacation home, and the way it does water is you can swim, obviously you can do all the, the normal watery things, but they actually let you use it to clean stuff up, which on its own is like a very strange idea Mm -hmm. for water. But you get this little nozzle. It's something that gets attached to your back. I think it's called the flood. The flood talks. The flood. The flood, spelled with a U, I think. I believe it also, Um, it like, it's also basically, you get a water cannon and then you get a jetpack. Use the water cannon. Oh man, that's exactly what it does. You get a, you get a little water cannon, you get a jetpack. Um, it, it's fun because it's used, again, as a, this island you're on is full of, like, pollution and dirt and grime. And of all the things that a designer could come up with to make interesting and fun, they choose cleaning up a mess as as something they go with. And they use, like, you're spraying the water on everything. And yeah. I love that game. I love what it is. I love what they do with it. But, like, the whole core concept, if I was designing and, like, being told to pull something to production... I don't know how I would get that weird idea through. So I just think that's really cool that they were able to take that and use the mechanics of water to actually like push that through. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was going to say, general, like, uh, when we were talking... Oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to follow up Mario Sunshine with... We were talking about favorite water games. I wanted to, I was, I wanted to bring up Mario Sunshine, but I was pretty sure some we were going to bring that up at some other part. But, man, that's a really fun game, if, if not kind of frustrating at times, because it's like... Oh, good. Another water level. They're all water levels. I just... All of them. I just got addicted to, like, watching the water flow everywhere. It's just so fun. They really nailed it. Like, just... I saw, like, a breakdown video of the way they actually rendered the water. And it's actually really in-depth and, like, really intricate. So, you know, I don't know. Hats off to the engineers there. Like, shoot. Could you imagine if the water looked like shit for that game? Oh, that would be terrifying. That That would... not work at that all. That game would be dead instantly if that <laughs> be, if that water didn't look fantastic. Adam, it would be dead in the water. But I cut you off, Drew. You Are were talking about other mechanics. Now? What is it like? Hey, 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 like I was saying, Drew, I, I kind of cut you off. You were talking about some other mechanic that you like to... Uh, well, I was, I was thinking about it a little bit more generally, um, mm-hmm. because, like, when it comes to water or, like, swimming or just, like, the whole, like, hey, you're in the, quote, water level now, I feel like it's really tempting to just use that as an excuse to have floaty controls or, you know, like, floaty motion. I think mm-hmm. that's why they show up as much as, you know, it's like you apply a texture, you do simple effects, you get to throw out particles, um, 
and you just kind of like make the way the player controls like any kind of like platform character or any kind of like i don't know like first person character you just change the way they interact for a little bit of time and you kind of get away with an extra mm-hmm. bit of gameplay like Okay, I know in Sonic, they, like, you know, you slow down, your jumps become very wobbly. In Mario, you kind of, like, float around. Um, I mean, I, it, I th- it's weird what? to me that, that that is what always seems to happen. It's weird to me that that is such a simple thing and that people do it, but they tend to... I guess it... it I think it works because, I think you're right, like, having a water level, uh, besides often being very thematic to what it is, um, mm-hmm. it lets the, you... It basically changes the way you move so it is like this new gameplay element thing where it's like okay the challenge of this zone isn't like necessarily enemies or combat it's now movement kind of thing yeah, yeah. i think that's a great way of looking it's like with water levels there seems to be this theme of making it so that motion is like harder to do and like just getting across the room is suddenly like an achievement mm-hmm. which can be very frustrating i think that's why water levels tend to get a bit of a bad rap a bad rap because like now it gets a better rap. That seems like an say what? A bed wrap? It just they it get a bed wrap too. They get a bed wrap with chicken. Um <laughs> <laughs> I like that I like that Drew is on like this really salient point and then Zach swoops in like bed wrap. <laughs> Whoa, conversation dead, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Keep it's going. It's okay, it's okay. Now I'm hungry though. Luckily I had dinner, so I'm fine. Um, oh man. Uh well were I, there any uh there any other mechanics? Because it sounds like we were kinda uh, transition into our next question. Yeah, I, uh, I apologize. I started talking about mechanics, and then I started complaining about mechanics. Um, just, I think, general floatiness, and I'm going to stop there. Go for it, Zach. Um, so, there is the uh, the mechanic that is, like, the, the drowning mechanic, basically. The, like, air and, and how much breath you have left mechanic. That sort yeah, of, like... Yeah, that terrifying thing. Yeah, that bar. And it comes up in a lot of games, especially ones that are focused around uh well i mean it depends like you you get some like a- any place that wants to make water menacing will have the the breath meter <laughs> that water's so menacing did you see the way it looked at me oh yeah well i think staring right at bar you that turns slowly to red is terrifying like I'm, yeah i'm wired to be afraid of that well we kind of covered this in our fire level one where we said you know like hey fire zones often have like the the, the threat or challenges that you're constantly losing life uh, water levels do a similar thing. Oftentimes, though, it's not like the whole life. It's just, hey, if you're under here, you have you can only be in this area for X amount of time before. You know and, and you know, yeah. Did, did any of you ever um, play a game where you run out of oxygen and so you start losing health? But the way you lose health, like nothing really changes. Your character just kind of goes. Ugh. And then, like, you slowly see that life bar go down after the oxygen. I've seen that before. So I have seen that, that before. Weird Did Metal Gear out. do that? I don't know. I think it does. I think it does do that. It might. I, I, it's been a while, but I, I vaguely remember some, some games do that, where it's like, you've run out of oxygen. Time to start taking your health. I'm like, what a weird thing. I, uh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. It's just like, that popped into my head. And it's just like, it always bugs me for some when that happens. I don't know why. It's like, I almost would prefer them to just kill me off than like, do that weird, like, slapping you with dead health thing. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. They, well, they do I think it it's because... Specifically, they, they don't want you to die. They basically give you a second breath bar to make sure you yeah. get to the surface. Well, I was going to say, I think, one, I think it's slightly annoying uh, because... The threat of running out of oxygen underwater is a very obvious and very clear challenge or danger for the player. 
And when you see that oxygen bar, it's very clear, like, okay, you're going to run out of oxygen to then. So it can be kind of jarring when that goes away. And then suddenly this other bar is like, wait, what was the other bar for? Or I don't know. To me, it always felt a little jarring because it's like, that wasn't obvious that suddenly now I'm going to lose health instead of oxygen. Why wouldn't I just die from lack of oxygen? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Like um, there's a clear message and then the message is like completely overwritten. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say, uh, running out of air also like goes well with your uh, floaty controls thing. Because uh, you usually get the two at the same time. Oh, right, you do, right. You definitely. Like a whole, a whole countdown system of like, oh, I gotta get there. Oh, no. That's my swimming noise. Mm. That's how I sound when I swim. Also, <laughs> I'm screaming into the ocean and that's what I sound like. It's very helpful when I'm trying to conserve air. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we had kind of talked about all these mechanics. And the next question we had here was, uh, why do you think water levels have such a shaky history? Uh, and Drew was kind of kind of starting on that topic of why they might why water levels seem to always have kind of a bad rap when they show up in a game i i already kind of gave my answer uh, i'd be interested mm. to know what you guys have to say about it uh i think i think they get a lot of bad rap because they're always used as a sort of like a lot of designers see water as a threat you know mm-hmm. and not so much as like a method or a vehicle through which they can do other things they'll be like ah well the water's here but it's menacing yeah I would say, uh, I think I, I 100% agree with Zach, if that most of the times if you see a water level, um, chances are they've gone with the, you're going to run out of oxygen, you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to have floaty controls. You know, like I said at the beginning, water levels are just aesthetically really cool, and there's just a lot of stuff you can do with, like, liquids and fluids and stuff like that. So it's always kind of a bummer when they go back to the same old, Hey, look! It's this. Ma- it's this thing again. Yeah, kind of deal. Like, yeah. like the trope. And then you've got the I, like water adjacent level types of the swamp level and the sewer level, and nobody likes those ones. I think I just I just don't like the fact that the default water fun like the way that we play with water seems to be hey yeah you're gonna run out of oxygen you might die and everything is slower now. like for some reason mm. that's yeah yeah a universally agreed upon thing that's going to happen which I guess is true because that's what real life does when you're underwater but I. I feel like there's more opportunity, you know? Like, I don't know why. I, I guess I, I prefer it when it's something that's playful as opposed to something that's treated as a menacing force. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I like the Aqua Star from Kirby 64 is that, like, there is no, like, you're going to run out of oxygen underwater thing. It's just, okay, Kirby fell in the ocean. He's sinking. What happens next? Oh, he's just down there. <laughs> he's just kind of there. Go play. Do something. Go play. Have fun. Um, that's, that's the whole point of Kirby. Go play. Have fun. Um, maybe Kirby doesn't need oxygen. Just you know, I was, hole. yeah. So I think that's kind of why, at least for me, it's like, um, it's the, uh, like running out of oxygen thing. I, I think also, and maybe this is just our generation. Boy, do I really think, uh, the water temple, like hits some kind of like conscious nerve for water levels. Yeah. It, like it's so infamous that people just associate all water levels at the water temple now. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. There was, Drew, you were talking about, like, water, like swimming underwater being playful and stuff, but uh, I, I know you are a fan of that uh, this game called Abzu, and you've played through that, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I was. Um, so, I wanted to talk about Abzu, and then I kind of wanted to talk about it in contrast to another game. Uh, it's a bit of a tangent, though, so... Uh, tangent okay. away! Uh, I, will, I will tangent away. So, just a little context. Abzu is a follow-up game to Journey 
by Giant Squid Studios was effectively the sequel studio to that game company, which is the name of a studio. It's clever. Don't worry about it. Um, And what you do is you play as this sort of underwater explorer who can just swim through the ocean, doesn't have a breath meter, doesn't have anything like that. The entire game is going deeper and deeper and deeper underwater and sort of uncovering the weird, mysterious realm of fish and robots, kind of spiritual imagery. It's it's a very cool game uh, that's really in love with the idea. Sarah, say again? I was going to say, it's a real looker. Oh, yeah. It's It's, it's it's such a gorgeous game. It's beautiful. Like, they have a... um, they have a meditation mode where it literally just like pans around different large sections of the game and it works. Like I could just turn that on and have it on as like a background and just be like, ah, oh, look at this majestic art piece that happens on my screen right now. Uh, but what I like about it, it's kind of, it sells this idea of water and like the ocean as being this huge unexplored realm. It's not like an ominous force. It's not a terrifying force. It's it's something to, something to be dived in, right? I, uh, like, I went to school with a lot of marine biomates, and, like, the way they felt about the ocean, like, I kind of get that playing this game. And it all has to do with, like, how fluid it is around, the way the entire world sort of slightly interacts with you. Like, there are all these really tiny mechanical that make you feel like you're a part of a really uncharted area. And that's mm. why I really like it. It hammers on very much the aesthetic, but also the, um, the reason I wanted to talk about that in contrast to Soma is because Soma is almost as far in the opposite direction as you can and i love that game to death it is a wonderful survival horror game and what it does is it places just dark creaky underwater facility there really isn't a whole lot to do with water mechanics it's really just there as a as winning right like you will go outside and it's all about creating this ominous you are a tiny speck of nothing mm-hmm. and Again, like the mechanics there, it's they don't really seem focused so much on water as much as just like this giant setting. And that actually I think works for that game better because that's not what that game about. It's just it, it just for me when I look at those two, I see one game that's really big on the mechanics and the other one that says, "No, that's not what we want. We want to set a story kind of the way BioShock does." And I think it works really well there too. So, yeah. No real thesis, just uh, uh, weird observation. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's interesting that, you know, the ocean or, or any, like, I guess, water-themed area ha- has seems to have that thing of it's either really fun, go explore kind of thing, like Abzu, mm-hmm. or, you know, Bioshock and Soma. It's, Soma does it so much more than Bioshock ever did. Oh, of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, when you're it, out in the, o- like, when you're outside just walking around, it is pitch black. There is nothing. You are so insignificant. Um Whereas even in Bioshock, you can still kind of see the sun, and it's very colorful. Oh yeah, no. um, Soma is absolutely hammering on the no. You should be terrified down here, down here aesthetic. It's mm-hmm. it, it it's, it's not at all cartoony and fluffy. Uh, but it works. It works so well, and it highlights you know how you can use the ocean so differently from everything. Else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But no, that's uh, we had one last question, and I guess we'll go through it real quick before the design club of yeah. swimming controls and why they are kind of a stickler because they're often terrible. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think we've talked about this a lot. I, I think yeah. it just goes back to motion and the fact that you're fucking around with motion and the way a character or way a player is expecting to be played. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. like. I think swimming controls are always terrible because they always feel like you ha- like you got to feel like you're 100% in control and sometimes you're like fighting with the camera or you can't dive 
Uh, that's actually what shocked me about Abzu. You really feel like you're swimming around, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, they spend a lot of time getting those swimming controls down. Very good. But fuck swimming controls, usually. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just, like, you know, like, suddenly, like, your turning radius is terrible. Like, you gotta, like, do a whole, like, thing to, like, get anywhere. Like, I'm just trying to think of a specific... Ex- I, I want to think of the worst offender of underwater controls. And there's For me? so much to choose from. Oh, my God. Did you play Banjo Kazooie? Oh man, I, I didn't oh. have an N sixty four. And I had a I had a Dreamcast, but tell me about. Oh jeez, Banjo Kazooie had some fucking terrible controls. Like I remember it correctly, was so you just hard. always avoided water in that game. And the, oh, you sometimes dear. you couldn't. There were whole levels underwater, oh, like uh, Clanker's Cavern or something like that. It's these really tight, narrow little corridors. You have you're always constantly bobbling around, and even just like. You either have this super slow, worthless swim, or you have these big, like, bursts of speed that you often, like, start bouncing off of shit. Oh, no. Imagine, like, boosting through a small pipe, and instead of, like, kind of, like, maybe skidding across or kind of gliding around, you just, like, clank into everything. It's terrible. Uh, Ugh. That sounds not fun. I will say Clanker's Cavern sounds delightful. That's a nice name. It's not. It's actually (laughs) one of the grosser levels. it's this huge underwater bit like not underwater it's this huge looks like a dumpster full of water and there's a robot shark just hanging out there who's like hey i'm a robot shark please help me it's like no fuck off you look weird is the robot shark a good guy or a bad guy he's a good guy he's clanker oh good yay clanker you're in his cavern i i want to stay in his cavern i like his cavern really even with the terrible swimming mechanics well, see, I never played Banjo Kazooie, so I just assumed that Clanker's a good guy and I'll hang out with Clanker. Good old Clanker. Well, we don't want you mm. here. Oh, we don't I'm want you sad. here. I'm gonna swim away. I'm gonna swim away to. Ain't that right, Clanker? Hey, you don't right. want him here, right, Clanker? Hey, I'm Clanker. I hate him. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Banjo Kazooie. Certainly, he was like. I'm sorry, Banjo. Drew, if you were to swim away to somewhere, would you swim away to a delightful design club? Why, Adam, I would swim away to a delightful design club. I Does anyone have anything else they want to say about water levels or controls or anything of that nature? Nah, I'm good. That, okay. Adam, Adam gets what? the award. Good transition. We did it. We Yay. worked on our transitions and everything worked. Yeah. Hooray. Okay. Drew, what's our, what's our design club? Our design club is to brainstorm a aquatic theme stage or level based on everything we've discussed, ideally a unique one that hasn't been done before. Well, yay! I mean, I I have an idea. What's your idea? Um, I'm a little worried it's going to sound too much like Wind Waker, but well, the, I- the idea is that you're playing as a merchant on a small boat. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. travel around between different places, trading your wares. Okay, that could be kind of fun. And like part of the point like of it. the part of the point of the game is is Wind Waker is sort of like big, like a very large feeling ocean that you just sail across, sort of glide across. Mm-hmm. It'd be a very, it'd be a really chill kind of game where you're just sort of like relaxing, cruising on the wave. Okay. But you'd be a merchant, like selling stuff, or yeah, yeah. The, ostensibly, what you'd be doing is going around. It's like going to different places and like finding exotic items, maybe on like islands or something, uh, and then taking them to different ports and selling them at a premium. That sounds well, a lot like cool. Wind Waker, actually. Yeah, so I, I actually 
now that I'm thinking about this, maybe this is uh, this is going to take your idea and run with it. I'm almost mm-hmm. envisioning something like you have your main port city or you have a bunch of different ports. And when you go out to the ocean, it'd be like either some randomized or procedurally generated like little events or little islands to explore or shit you could trudge up from the water. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Like you, you sort know, of like I... create the map as you start exploring out. Yeah. yeah I'm imagining a situation where you're buying stuff you think will sell well on certain islands, and then you're kind of just hoping that you made good investments, right? Like, you'll be yeah. on one island, you'll be like, okay, this will do really good in, like, I don't know, well, uh, Orange Land over a few leagues that well, way. Okay, well, if you're going to do, if you're going to go to the merchant team mechanics, then you gotta, you have to find ways of, like, figuring out well, I mean, what it's, they it's want. a merchant-based game. I, I think we have and to then, do merchant thing mechanics. No, that's what I'm saying, is that, like, you have to figure out, you have to find ways to figure out what they want, and then you're like, oh, I found this. Oh, I remember these guys like this kind of stuff, and they, they have a shortage of it. Oh, I could go over there and sell it for a premium. I'm imagining you, like, sailing the open ocean, and, like, as you're sailing, like I said, like, maybe stop on little islands here or there, explore those, or I always like it when you can dive down and explore underneath the ocean. I'm imagining, like, you run into other little merchant ships who are like, hey, if you give me that, I'll give you a hot tip about this other island over there. I hear they're out on a shortage, or I th- hear this thing is hot stuff over there. Oh, that okay. actually, that sounds good, too. I it's... like it. I like it. Okay. Um... Boy, I'm that selling seems like it, it my... goes super heavy on the sailing. Oh, mechanic. yeah. No, that's that's the joy of it, though, is that you get really, like, you have to focus really hard on the sailing mechanics, obviously. Mm-hmm. So then, would you I have think... no control over the wind and just kind of have to follow different routes of wind based off of hope? Or you just turn the sail. Ooh. Well, yeah, but then you're going to could... go really slow. Yeah. So no, that could be that interesting, out. though. Like, Wind Waker lets you control the wind at any time, but sailing and, like, needing to get somewhere at a certain date, like, and having to chart out the wind patterns could be kind of neat. Mm-hmm. It could be interesting, yeah. Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking, right? Is, like, you insert, like maybe the wind is just, like, it's always changing, and you got to, like, okay, I really want to take advantage of this particular gust we've got right now. This will get me directly to a certain island, and I can sell off all of my wares and make a fine profit. Wait a second, wait a second. Let us say you begin the game with a magical map that tells you what the wind is like in every area. Uh-huh. I, I can be down. Or sort of, like, the areas that you've explored. So that way you can always check the map and be like, all right, what's the wind looking like? Sure. I think you'd have to because if you were to go like 100% realistic of the wind is ever changing, get fucked, you. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, like, the I wind would change. I do want to add in, but... like, treasure hunting mechanics. Like, oh, yeah. I want you to be able to dive under the water and search for treasure and then sell that because oh, no, no one that's, else has that's the, the second you found. That's the second half is that is that it? you're sort of like sailing over like a shallow ocean. And so. <laughs> you know what this is sounding like? Like, this Waker. is sounding like. Uh, Zach, I know you've played this. This is sounding like Wrecketeer on the high seas. Oh yeah, get ready for oh, some Wrecketeer. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism, ho! Oh. Oh. This is the sequel. This is the sequel. Ah, uh, the sequel. Ah, oh, uh, Wrecketeer two, the sequel. God. And it and you have a magic sea quill from the sea that ah, you use to chart you can... out your 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 wares. Uh? Oh, I oh okay. I'd buy this game in a heartbeat if it had a sequel and it was a sequel. <laughs> oh my goodness! So good. Oh my goodness. Oh, so good. <laughs> Hashtag. Oh sequel. man, I was gonna say like if I were to make a uh, if I were to make a wa- like a water themed level or game, I would probably just end up making Abzu again. Like <laughs> just make oh, Abzu. Man. Ab- Abzu yeah, it really great. is just a great. Everything water is what it is, and it does it so well. Oh it's like God. because 
I like the idea of like, this is such a peaceful place to just swim and explore. I'm so happy here. This is great. That's, that's um, like half of the game. <laughs> you know what, you know what, like water ocean-esque thing I always thought was cool. Um, have you guys ever seen Fields of Seagrass? Or something like that. I, I, it, I'm thinking of coral. Oh, I, th- I think I know what you mean. I think what you mean. Like so it's, basically, it's, a bunch of it's of like reeds under the water, right? Yeah, and it, it usually happens in maybe about like pretty shallow water, but you know, deep enough. And it's just like it looks like a huge meadow of grass. Just everything's underwater, and it's like wow. I don't know why that that is, that imagery looks really cool. So I'd love to see that in like more games. That would be. I cool. think I Abzu you should really play Abzu. You should really play oh, Abzu, boy. dude. I was gonna say because like I think Abzu has that in like its first or second level. It does, and then it just oh my god, Adam! I don't want to spoil it for you because as you play, like the vistas just get weirder and better and better. Go play Abzu. Go go do it. Enjoy I do have it. I do Abzu. need to play that. Excellent. Okay, so then. Sequel. Did they ever explain what the hell Abzu is? Uh, it, okay, so Abzu is, I believe it means, like, ocean, it, it, it means something to do with, like, the spirit of water. I would look it up, I would double check, I would have someone fact check me, but I believe that is what. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But back to sea quills. Sea quills. Sea quill. So, so one of the things is, is, it's sort of like a shallow ocean, and there's a bunch of ruins down there. Ooh. And so, Ooh. part of the game would be diving into the ruins. I like it. Now, let me ask you. When you dive down in the ruins, is it like Oregon Trail status of like I click explore ruins and I get stuff back, or do I actually have to go down there and explore it myself? You know, I kind of want it to be that you go down there. Like if we're going, for if, if we're entering full fantasy land, then yeah. Can I say maybe we modify this? It's not just one merchant; it's like a bunch of traveling, like it's a whole crew, like a whole oh yeah of people, like maybe I... sea gypsies, which is sea gypsies pirates, maybe. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. How many? They're sea gypsies. Yeah, that's fun. Selling wares from across the land. (laughs) Well, okay, let's let's cap it. Like, not a very big crew, though. Like, you want to like like maybe like five people, six. Yeah, five. A small collection of strange characters to interact with. Yeah, that's perfect. Or maybe you could pick up different people from different islands. Kind of. You know what? You know how on FTL you can like get different people to join your crew. It's like that. Oh. Oh yeah, that works. Yeah, I can see that. And then you can sort of like, like crew up your ship, and then they all have fun personalities. And maybe you some could of them know a lot about one island or the other, and you could like compare and cross note to see where you should sell what. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. I'm, I'm like thinking like if you really wanted to go hard in, like okay, I really want to go like super into negotiating deals, so I'll get a bunch of crew members who are good at that. Or yeah. I really want to go all in on diving for stuff. I'm going to get a bunch of crew members that are really good at diving. Uh, yes. diving. Yeah. Yes. And maybe you exactly. can get a bunch of crew members that are really good at exploring the island. So that way, if you want to focus on that, you can do that as well. I'm going to play this game. This seems this seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. Seems Rocketeer dope. 2 is going to be so good. Rocketeer. I hope they put a trailer down sometime soon. Oh my soon. god. Rocketeer, let's do this. Oh man. Rocketeer 2, the sequel. <laughs> we, we created a sequel called sequel oh, and i'm god. so happy and thrilled we did it oh uh, yeah it. get right. ready for it sequel so okay. is that is that what we're going for our design club uh unless, I, I anybody else so. has something better. unless there's anything else anything i think else? i'm good putting a bow on it are there any are there any pour outs for our aquatic themed episode yeah i got one i got we'll i got go a toast i have a toast, toast to that japanese indie game about fish and crabs with lasers Yes, there is a underwater shmup that whose name escapes me at the moment. It's not where you, huh? They have a battle mode. 
Yeah, I know, but it, oh. it's oh, wait, it's not a shmup. It's like some weird it's arena like, shooter thing. Yeah, it's an arena shooter, but you're playing as a fish underwater and you're shooting lasers. It's amazing. Well, that does sound weird. <laughs> like that is that is my uh, toast. That game is amazing. I'm gonna give a toast to the ultimate water sport, Blitzball. <gasps> yeah, Blitzball is the best. Excellent. I have two uh, toasts. Oh, go sorry, for did it. You have another toast. Oh, I was gonna say. A toast to everybody who works on water shaders that makes water super pretty. Oh, like, oh yeah. dude, yes. A toast to those Good job. gentlemen and oh, ladies. Oh, my goodness. Water looks they beautiful in games folks. nowadays because of their hard work. All right. What I, are your... I have two toasts. I have one toast that I've done before. I want a toast to Big the Cat, for he is what? the best fisher. The best fisher from Sonic of the game. So I toast to him. And I have uh-huh. one more toast. It is for the game Hydro Thunder, the best freaking arcade oh, game. <laughs> Where you are on a jet ski and you are just plowing through the world, lightning fast all over. Oh my goodness! Uh, I loved it as a kid. I love it now. I toast right. it. So good. Wait, I have, I have a pour out. Hey, I'm gonna, out. I'm gonna pour one out for the fishing mini game in Persona Five. Right. Oh, that game. Why did you hide important things behind that game? Because it was a shit to play. Fishing. Man. It looks like you fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Well, oh! another one. Oh! 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 <laughs> what uh, a jovial jest you! After got. that terrible, after that terrible joke, I could really use a lesson of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't drown. I won't. Hey there, everybody. It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson is: water is delicious, and you should drink more of it. And that's the lesson of the day, folks. That's that was nice. actually helpful. Great. Yeah. 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 Well, water's an important. I love thing. water. Yeah. Mm, delicious yeah well well thank you so much listeners for listening in i uh, hope you enjoyed this beautiful episode if you have any questions comments or concerns and head on over to twick at gmail.com that's n-i-t-w-i-c at gmail.com and leave us anything that you'd like uh so long as it's respectful and appropriate uh next week we will be going over streaming and let's plays communities so if you've got anything you want to say about that go ahead and let us know uh, this week's music, as always, is by the glorious Pro Leader, available on the Bandcamp. Um, I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you again, and goodbye. 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 Later. What was our final pun count? Final pun count seven. Down. <laughs> 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 <laughs>